0: Welcome to Take Up and Read, a bite-sized Bible study podcast on the Sunday Catholic Mass readings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This Sunday is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord in Year A. Our first reading is Isaiah 42, verses 1-4 through and 6-7, through the first of Isaiah's servant songs, which we have discussed in more detail previously on the podcast. The first verse here is invoked in today's Gospel at the Baptism of Jesus, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. The sense of this prophecy regarding a chosen servant anointed with the spirit of the Lord indicates that this is a royal figure, a successor in David's dynasty. The Holy Spirit will descend upon Jesus, the son of David, as God the Father echoes these words. This prophecy is later attributed to Jesus explicitly at Matthew 12, verses 15-21, through 21, when Jesus asked his followers not yet to make him known. It is implied here that the servant of the Lord will bring justice without violence or po- political revolution. The servant will not break a bruised reed or quench a smoldering wick, both metaphors for the servant's special concern for the weak. Jesus will establish a new covenant in himself, as Isaiah promises in verse 6, becoming the light of the nations, bringing sight to the blind and deliverance from the bondage of sin to all people, not just Israel. To bring out prisoners from confinement was considered a merciful royal act, presaging the new jubilee foretold at Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2, which Jesus proclaimed and applied to himself at Luke chapter 4 verses 16 through 21. For more on the jubilee, see Leviticus chapter 25 and our episode on the third Sunday in ordinary time of year C. That the Lord will set his servant as a covenant of the people only makes sense in light of Jesus' self-offering in the Eucharist at his last supper, which was then completed on the cross. Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Our psalm this Sunday is Psalm 29, a psalm of praise by King David for God's mighty power, which will be expressed by the servant of the Lord in the New Exodus foretold in our first reading. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, and the gospel for this Sunday when Jesus is baptized in the Jordan River, as well as the Lord's act of creation at Genesis 1 verse 2. This psalm reflects the influence of neighboring Near Eastern musical traditions in Israel. The phrase sons of God here refers to the heavenly angels who worship and adore the Lord in majesty. This Sunday's second reading is Acts 10, verses 34-38, St. Peter's preaching upon being called to the house of Cornelius, a Gentile and Roman centurion. This is a remarkable event in the history of salvation. As the apostles begin to fulfill their mission to go outside the people of Israel, and preach the salvation of Jesus to all nations. The prophet Isaiah had foretold this at Isaiah 56, 6-7. It is important to note here that the mission to the Gentiles, for which Paul is most famous, was actually inaugurated by the Apostle Peter, the first leader of the church. Peter's subtle reference to the baptism of Jesus at the hand of John the Baptist, and the subsequent descent of the Holy Spirit upon him, is the reason this passage is included in this Sunday's Mass. Indeed, as we learn at Mark 1, verses 14-15, Jesus began to preach in earnest after John's ministry ended with his arrest. Our gospel this Sunday is Matthew 3, verses 13-17, Matthew's account of our Lord's baptism by John in the Jordan River. There is a deliberate echo of our first reading from Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased. Upon him I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice in the nations. As noted above, Matthew makes this explicit in Matthew 12, verses 15 through 21. This identification of the Messiah with the Chosen One, Isaiah's suffering servant, is made by Jesus' detractors at his crucifixion, see Luke 23:35. The prophet Ezekiel was similarly commissioned by God to preach to the Babylonian exiles at Ezekiel 2, verses 1 through 5. Son of man, stand upon your feet, and I will speak with you. And when he spoke to me, the Spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I send you to the sons of Israel, to a nation of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. The people are also impudent and stubborn. I send you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. And when they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that there has been a prophet among them. Jesus is a new prophet sent to a similarly stubborn humanity, exiled from God by sin. He says that his baptism is fitting to fulfill all righteousness, because his mission entails being perfectly obedient to his Father and to the Old Testament law. Though our Lord had nothing to repent, he took no shortcuts in his humanity. For in the words of St. Gregory Nanzianzus, what has not been assumed has not been healed. Though sinless, Jesus identifies with sinful humanity so as to redeem it. As we read at Deuteronomy 6 verse 25, it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us. It was fitting that the long promised Messiah be anointed and to some extent commissioned at the hand of the long promised forerunner, who was of a priestly Levitical lineage. The prophet Elijah similarly handed on his mission to Elisha Elijah at the Jordan River, and Joshua's first act as Moses' successor was to lead the people in a crossing of the same river. As Eliah was taken into heaven, so the heavens are opened at Jesus' baptism for the descent of the Holy Spirit, the real actor in this scene. We might also hear echoes in the anointing of Solomon at the river Gihon as a successor to his father, King David, a royal lineage that Jesus also shares. See 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 38-39. through Davidic kings were ritually washed before their anointing. With the descent of the Holy Spirit like a dove, we are reminded of the Holy Spirit hovering over the waters at the beginning of the creation in Genesis 1 verse 2, and the dove which presaged the renewal of creation after Noah's flood at Genesis 8 8 through 12. Jesus similarly comes to inaugurate a new creation. The coming of the Holy Spirit at David's and Saul's anointings come to mind as well. As the Lord says to the Davidic king at Psalm 2 verse 7, You are my son, today I have begotten you. The father's invoking this Davidic coronation hymn emphasizes Jesus' royal messiahship. At Genesis 22, verse 2, God refers to Abraham's son Isaac as his beloved son. This is at the end of the famous Akedah episode, when Abraham is stopped from sacrificing Isaac at the last moment. Abraham tells Isaac that God himself will provide the sacrifice, and this is fulfilled in the most unexpected way in the coming of Jesus. God the Father will not spare his own beloved son in delivering his creation from sin. Finally, we can also see Jesus personally recapitulating the journey of Israel's exodus from Egypt, when the people similarly crossed through the Jordan River in jo- at Joshua 3. Fulfilling all righteousness carries with it a sense that Jesus' baptism is necessary so that all the signs now mentioned might point to Jesus in the minds of first century observant Jews. Jesus' public ministry is begun with the opening of heaven at his baptism and concludes with the tearing of the veil separating God and man outside the temple's holy of holies. In Jesus, who takes on a human nature alongside his divine one, God and man literally meet, and a new relationship between creator and creature is inaugurated. The Trinity is revealed in the voice of the Father and the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the Son, prefiguring what happens in our own baptism, when we are joined to Christ and become sons of God in the Son, so to speak. I will close with some excerpts from the Catechism on the meaning of this feast day. Jesus' public life begins with his baptism in the by john in the jordan john preaches a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins a crowd of sinners tax collectors and soldiers pharisees and sadducees and prostitutes come to be baptized by him then jesus appears the baptist hesitates but jesus insists and receives baptism then the holy spirit in the form of a dove comes upon jesus and a voice from heaven proclaims this is my beloved son this is the manifestation the epiphany of jesus as messiah of israel and son of god The baptism of Jesus is on his part the acceptance and inauguration of his mission as God's suffering servant. He allows himself to be numbered among sinners. He is already the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Already he is anticipating the baptism of his bloody death. Already he is coming to fulfill all righteousness. That is, he is submitting himself entirely to his Father's will. Out of love he consents to his baptism of death for the remission of our sins. The Father's voice responds to the Son's acceptance. Reclaiming his entire delight in his Son. The Spirit whom Jesus possessed in fullness from his conception comes to rest on him. Jesus will be the source of the Spirit for all mankind. At his baptism, the heavens were open, the heavens that Adam's sin had closed, and the waters were sanctified by the descent of Jesus in the Spirit, a prelude to the new creation. Our Lord voluntarily submitted himself to the baptism of St. John, intended for sinners, in order to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus' gesture is a manifestation of his self-emptying. The spirit who had hovered over the waters of the first creation descended then on the Christ as a prelude of the new creation, and the Father revealed Jesus as his beloved Son. Through baptism, the Christian is sacramentally assimilated to Jesus, who in his own baptism anticipates his death and resurrection. The Christian must enter into this mystery of humble self-abasement and repentance, go down into the water with Jesus in order to rise with him, Be born of water and the Spirit, so as to become the Father's beloved Son, in the Son, and walk in newness of life. That's all we have time for today. Let's conclude with a collect from this Sunday's Mass. Almighty ever-living God, who, when Christ had been baptized into the River Jordan, and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son, grant that your children, by adoption, reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more and find resources, visit studycatholic.com. And please tell your friends about the show and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks again, and God bless.